Hey everyone, this is Jackie Marie Byer, your host, here to help inspire you on your journey to create, grow, and enjoy a green organic oasis. So let's get growing. Welcome to the Green Organic Garden. It is Saturday, August 7, 2021, and we are doing Soil Sister Saturday again. So Eileen Catrone, our golden listener from 2020. How are you? Is here in New Jersey to share with us. How are you? Great, Jackie. Wonderful. I'm excited. The garden is still going. Everything's surviving. How are you? What's your weather like? We have clouds today, finally. We might actually get rain, and it's been cooler the last two days. No, it's been really nice and sunny all week. It has not rained, which it's kind of good because we had so much rain. Um, you know, you get a lot of that um, that blight coming and stuff like that. So I'm trying to head that off a little bit, you know, taking all the, um, you know, the underneath the, uh, the, the, the uh, stems and stuff that are touching the soils and stuff, cleaning out the tomato plants a little bit underneath to still keep them going, which is nice. I have um, some squash coming up. I have pumpkins coming up. Um, I'm so thankful. Zucchini coming up. Uh, eggplant's still going too, which is wonderful. I have some green beans. So I'm excited. It's working out. It really is. I'm thankful. You do have green beans coming already? Yeah. Huh? Yes. Yeah, these little, and they're purple, and then they turn green when you cook them kind of thing. So yeah. they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not a lot. Mike has no. green beans coming on. I think I saw down. I think I ate one the other day even. That's and good. He, Mike has some green beans. Yeah, he has lots of green beans, and we have those dragon stripe purple ones that the kids always Ooh. love. The old dragon tongue ones that Patty Armbruster turned me on to. Uh, oh wow! He just, he just walked in with some cucumbers. He's gonna make pickled beets and hopefully pickle pickles this week. Good. That's one thing I did. I picked one cucumber. I only have one. The rest are growing, but one I picked. Mm -hmm. um so prick them and you know what's funny about the cucumbers they have this um like prickly like they're uh i guess it's a defense mechanism for if something comes to eat them <laughs> so do. i never huh they do yeah it, it's like it feels um that like this the eggplant has it also on the on the stem area it's like yeah. these thorns uh-huh. I never knew that because when you go to the store, they're actually taken off. Yeah. So and also the ones at the store are more of a slicing cucumber, I think, different than a pickling cucumber. I don't know if the slicing cucumbers have and they always feel like they have that wax on them, the ones you buy at the store, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, completely different. Oh, everything is completely different. And everything tastes different. They definitely tastes better from your garden. There is no doubt in my mind. Yeah. You know, last year I tried to find pickling cucumbers because Mike, for some reason, we didn't have any. And I could not find them anywhere at the stores. 
you know, you could only find the slicing cucumbers and just like the farmer's market. I have a hard time getting to the farmer's markets around here. Well, the one in Eureka, he just, there's one guy who's been selling stuff this year, but generally our farmer's market is more like an arts and crafts market. Like there's just not a lot of farmers up here. Isn't that amazing, Jackie? Cause I went to the farmer's market last week in Bricktown. Um, it's the next town over from me. And the last time I was there was probably four years ago. And it was great. They had a lot of produce. Everybody was into it. Um, plant starts, everything. I went last weekend and it was more like a craft, like craft beers, craft wines, um, Oh. craft foods like there's pierogi stand there's um someone that was looked like they were selling mushrooms and someone selling homemade hot sauces but not a lot of fresh produce now it might have been because i went late i mean it's it's only between nine and two mm-hmm. and i got there about 12 45 so you think so, maybe the produce people were sold out Correct. That's what I was thinking. And, but there were only three stands of produce that I saw that were still there. And they had corn, eggplant left, tomatoes. Um, so I don't know. And you What's know, corn like in New Jersey? Corn in Montana oh, this year has been awful at the regular really, no. store and super expensive. And the reason why I know for sure we are having a great corn season, because I've been through two, uh, three different places to buy the corn. And it's called the White Corn Silver Queen is the name. Ooh. It is the most delicious corn you ever can imagine. That's, and I love corn. <laughs> so and you don't even corn butter. In, in New Jersey here, it's like a, but I saw it for 68 cents the other day, but. I have a not dollar really a year seen for it. organic. A dollar a year for organic at these farm stands. Nice. These farmer markets, which is really nice because that's important. You want it to be, and you want to get rid of your product. You know what I mean? You don't want to sit on corn. So sell it at a price because people are buying it by 12, 13 pieces at a time. You know? So. You had a buck a year. Yeah, buck a year. Nice. Yes. It's nice and it's worth, it's it. worth it. It's so worth, worth it. it. I mean, there's nothing like no. corn on the cob. No, and you don't need butter or salt. It's it's sweet, delicious. Oh, just out of this world. It's called Silver Queen. And a lot of places in this area grow that, which is really nice. Um, what else did I see? There were no plant starts. That's what I was disappointed at. You know how right now the fall season is coming up and you should be getting ready. Like even if you had a plant start, you could pick up a tray like of plants that you could buy and like if there's this really true gardener that wants to learn about something that you could actually start these now that would be the place to to buy it from but there were nothing nothing like that there was no no selling of plants there was some someone selling some shrubs but nothing that you I would want in my my garden you know more ornamental stuff you know there's a side business for you there because you're so good at growing starts See, that's what I was thinking. That's interesting because that's all that was going through my head. I was like, I was expecting. And then I asked this one, I bought a couple of eggplant from this one um, stand out of the three that were there. And I asked him what variety it was. And he had no idea. 
<laughs> so I was like, okay, so they probably send out people to just like manage the, the stand for that day. You know what I mean? Or, you know, it's just somebody there as a body to collect well, the money. He doesn't and remember, the stuff. to be honest with you, people have been asking me questions like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember what I bought. <laughs> I'm lucky if I can tell you what seed company it came from. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Variety, but I guess I'm not at a farm selling it either. Yeah, exactly. Like I think if I think if you're actually selling it and like, there, but we went to another stand for the corn, and that woman was very knowledgeable of yeah. what her products were. So that's what I mean. Like you know, so it was a hit or miss kind of thing with that. You know, I I was a little disappointed in that. Um, the actual plant, you know, the the, the produce of only having three stands and someone not knowing what they're growing, what they're offering you. So, but you know what? It was all good. The eggplants tasted good. The eggplants were going for $2 a piece. Did you buy eggplant? You've been growing so much eggplant. Yeah, I did buy some eggplant. I love it. I don't, I don't grow enough of it. How did I know I was going to love it so much? I mean, I actually love it in general. So, and my husband loves to cook it. So, um, you know, My I didn't mom know an eggplant this year and she was so excited about it. She was like, it's so pretty. I don't want to cut it. And it's so funny because she paints vegetables. Like when she does painting, she loves to paint in the summer. She paints the flowers in her garden and she paints vegetables. And she, I made these little note cards of hers, of her eggplant. You sent me one. It was gorgeous. That's I how know. you sent me one of those. And it said Marie Ramos on the back and it was a picture, I mean, or on the front, it was a picture of um, eggplant. Like yeah. a couple of vegetables. Yeah. Yes, it was gorgeous. I loved it. I still have it. <laughs> She's so cute. But this year she was so excited because she actually grew an eggplant. Oh, they're so beautiful. That. that purple, that purple flower that comes out. Oh, it's just gorgeous. And then the green stem and the dark purple, um, black purple body the skin mm -hmm. oh my god it's just gorgeous those ones just you gorgeous. Grew were so just the perfect size too i thought those ones that you posted that picture of them on your hat that's yeah they're called midnight um, uh, moonlight midnight Eggplant. moonlight midnight and they only they only uh get to three to six inches and that's when you should you know between three to six inches you you need to um harvest them yeah, because I think so, when they're bigger than that, they get kind of mushy in the middle and they're harder to cook and just... I, or the I seeds are a little too big. Through. You know what yes. I mean? They're not as yeah. tender. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I did make some um, fried Parmesan zucchini. <gasps> they're called zucchini boats, but then, um, but it was mostly just like, I cut the zucchini in half. I spring, they were so easy, just put them in a roaster with olive oil, salt and pepper and Parmesan cheese. And um, they tasted almost like eggplant Parmesan. Oh, yeah. And I reheated some because I have more than I could eat in one meal. And I split um, cherry tomatoes on top and a little more of the Parmesan. Oh, it was so good. Oh, my some goodness. That sounds some homemade bread oh. I added to the tomato. Oh, that's nice for the texture for the crunch. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's nice. It tasted just like eggplant parmesan. I was like, wow, this is so different and so easy to make. I like that. And then did you, were you able to eat the skin then too, right? Like everything yeah. just, yeah, I nice. I love things with skin on them. Like I- That's where most of the nutrients are. 
college, this um, friend of mine turned me on to this restaurant that sold mashed potatoes with the skins in them. And just like, I ate everything with the skins in them. They were like notorious for like, she would just go there just for their mashed potatoes with the skins in them. Yeah, um, your vegetables with skin on it, is that uh, fruits and vegetables, that is the most nutritious is right underneath the skin. Yeah, that's it's the most nutritious. Good. Yeah. Um, Robbie made, so with all these tomatoes I had, he made a sauce, uh, a nice red, you know, they call them great. They call it gravy Italian, you know, sometimes call it gravy. It's a red sauce. And this time he added some ground cloves. Can I tell you it was outstanding cloves and tomato sauce. I've never heard of it. Never, ever, ever, ever. And it was delicious. And my mom had some on Wednesday when she came by. She said, I've never had this ever in my life. The flavor is unbelievable. Ground cloves in tomato sauce. Like cloves like you would put like in an apple pie? Those cloves? I thought you meant yes. cloves. No, You're talking about that- like little brown cloves. That you, yes, the little brown cloves that you decorate an orange with. Yeah. In the fall time, or yeah, you decorate a ham with (laughs) ground cloves. It was delicious. Not that idea. I don't know, but then I was talking to my aunt today. I went to visit her and uh, I brought her a whole bunch of tomatoes and I told her about the sauce. She goes, My mother used to make the sauce like that. And I was like, Really? And she's in her 80s. So. I don't, you know, it was a thing. And this, she said, it's a taste and a smell that you, I love it. Now I, I even have um, clove oil that I dust, you know, the furniture of my house with because I love the smell so much. Yeah. So to eat it, yes, it was just, try it. Better than pledge or something. Like I always buy pledge because I like the lemon scent. But that sounds oh yeah no no i and i don't i don't use pledge or any of that i just use um like on a on an old sock i i put mm-hmm. a little water mm-hmm. and i put a little bit of oil the, the oil it's actually oils you know like essential oils yeah and i dab and then i just start wiping down the front i have lemon peppermints oh that's how i clean that's how i dust the furniture you well, know as you as natural as possible Oh, that's a so easy and such a great idea. Oh yeah. Oh, it's much better than all these chemicals. And you know, you have a dog, you have pets, you have, you know, kids around. Who wants them to be, you know, they gnaw on the, the, the furniture, putting their mouths on things. What do you want to put a chemical on your furniture for? You know, I'm just thinking that way. I don't know. That's that the way I've always thought. I don't know. Like, I am not usually, that's funny because I posted a thing about brands. Like, that's like, I have like two brands that I like, like Dawn dishwashing soap and Pledge. Like, I don't really, (laughs) I don't, like all the other stuff I pretty much buy generic, but those are like two of the only brands that I actually buy. But I'm going to throw the Pledge out and, uh, and try that clove oil. That sounds so good clove oil i have peppermint i have lemon so and they're expensive so you but you only need a little bit a little bit goes a long way you know because really the the rag is picking up the 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 duster is picking up most of the stuff you know what i mean this is just kind of nourishing the wood so it doesn't dry out you know yeah well that's what i use it for too yeah my art is made of wood and i like to uh i like to do it on that yeah, that's really a good idea. 
So anyway, those are the two things. So you you had a nice recipe with zucchini and this, my husband making that that sauce with the cloves is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I was just looking, Mike was giving me what he need. I need, I want to say, what did he say? Whole allspice. He's because when I go to town, I'm going to go to the store. He needs cinnamon sticks for the pickled beets, whole allspice. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, so that uh, that allspice that might be kind of the same thing. It's got all the spices in it. I'm assuming. I don't know. We don't it's usually like, buy, you know, a lot of things. So, um, you know, I'm Robbie has all the staples it, in there. Is it different than like ground allspice, like that you buy when you put in an apple pie? Yeah, I would think so. Ask, you know, it might, it might be, I'm actually, maybe he wants to grind it up or leave it whole because it's just going to dissolve better in the um, pickling juice, you know? I don't know. I was going to look at the health food store and see what that is. Cause I always buy my spices at the health food store where they come in the bulk containers. I feel like they're fresher. They're way less expensive. When I look oh, at yeah. the McCormick spices on like in the grocery store, I'm like, oh my oh, God, yeah. who can afford this? It's like nine dollars, eight nine dollars for a little like bottle. Oh yeah, six six and ounces, four ounces. Fresh, like yeah, and you no. can buy. Uh, I did buy my niece turned twenty one this year, and I bought her this book called Shake, which is all about like home bartending, but it's really more of like a Martha Stewart type of, um, you know, like bringing guests to your home book. It's more of like of a what do you call that? Entertaining. Oh, yeah, home yeah when you're entertaining home people in your home and so i thought for 21st birthday it was like you know kind of fun to you know because you're not oh that's perfect 21 like who doesn't yeah. drink until they're 21 i don't know <laughs> but, but anyway that's nice <laughs> and um and it it the recipes had like whole nutmegs like you can actually buy like a nutmeg and you grind it yourself so i bought her i bought her three little ones and like the the woman at the register she's like this isn't even registering (laughs) i can't even weigh it it was so light but um i just wanted that's terrific because i leave yeah the nutmeg i um we bought a whole one also and we leave it in a, in a brown paper bag in the cupboard. And then wh- every time Robbie wants to use it in something, he just um, takes the grater and grates a little bit at a time and then puts it back in the bag. Yeah. So it lasts a long time. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. And like, you never know because like the jar will say like, this is like $61 a pound. And you're like, oh my goodness, how much is this going to be? So that was why I just put the three little ones in there. And then I got up to the register. She's like, this is like 60 cents. Do you want more? She's like, <laughs> it's terrific. You know, it's terrific. You don't use a lot of it. No. So that's why I'm wondering, like, am I going to go find like an allspice nut or something there that you know anyway all right so let's see did we talk about we talked about so what so you were looking for starts at the farmer's market yes because i was interested in seeing like you know maybe they have some i could try some of them since i'm gonna try i just got my seed starter mixing through um amazon so for my broccoli so it's going in probably a little late because i'm gonna start it in my sunroom Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that's Do what I was you have any expecting. kind of a cold frame or a way to keep it if it does go? What do you mean? Like it, like if you get freezes, like by the time it's ready to like become a, you know, a stock of broccoli, like let's say it's going to be the end of October, November. Do you have somewhere to keep it from freezing? 
Or are you just going to yes. keep it in your sunroom the whole time? No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna plant it out. I'm gonna transplant them out as soon as, as soon as I, it, it's, uh, I guess it's within two, three weeks. You kind of like gotta, you, you let it get become a ceiling as I'm reading and, and listening, and mm-hmm. then um, you kind of acclimate it like you do in the springtime to your vegetables and fruits for the for the outside sun and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'll acclimate it out there, and then um, I'm going to put it in an area in a in a raised garden bed where I have a um, I'm going to throw the plastic over it like a row cover, yeah, but I have a different, yeah, I have different millimeter ones. So I can hardy. It'll probably take a pretty good for Yes. Yes, exactly. So I won't, I have to use, I won't have to use a, um, real heavy duty plastic on it. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm going to put in a raised bed. Look with that. I hope so because those cabbage moths decimated the spring planting of those. I mean, they just decimated it. They, there was no broccoli, no cabbage, no nothing. And the, it, the cabbage worms are all over the place. Yeah. So I'm hoping doing this in the fall now, you know, the fall planting um, situation will work out better for me. You know, and I'm going to do broccoli rob too, like a smaller thing, not so much of the big heads of broccoli, but a broccoli rob, you know, it's easier to maintain, you know. Cool. For the space, so we'll see. see how that comes out. Oh yeah, and then you'll see pictures online, like I've been posting. <laughs> Definitely, I'm so excited. It's such a, it's a, it's such a big science project that is successful. Even, even the things that aren't so successful, um, like I had artichokes, I tried to grow oh, um, from seeds. They, 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 they just whittled to nothing outside. But I didn't plant them in the, in a proper area either. Um, it was more shade than sun. And I'm going to try the opposite. I'm, now I'm going to also try the artichoke seeds in the house. You know, do the um, indoor seed starting with the artichokes like I did in the in the winter, and then transplant them out because they do like to be cold. They need a they need a cold germination process. Oh. Um, they like a hard a hard cold or something, and then they bloom after that so let's see what happens let's see it's a there's a proper term for it but I don't really I think it like scarification or stratification or something where they like extreme cold so we'll see we'll see how it goes (laughs) I wasn't successful in the spring with them so maybe I'll be successful in the fall and then next year they may come back you know they're a perennial artichokes I didn't know that either that you could actually grow them outside I never knew that. I thought they were only a California thing where they needed the perfect condition to grow, you know? I didn't know they were perennial either. Yeah, they're perennials. They last about five years from what I was reading. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was so excited to buy that book. You had uh, Sharon Lovejoy. I know. Oh, the ideas in that book, Trial, Trial and Error. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Just the simple thing of having a bar of soap, like, you know how your nails get all gritty underneath, you know, with oh the dirt God, and everything. Yes. I, I hate using gloves. I love feeling things, you know, like really feeling the, 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 the earth, you know? So 
<laughs> she says, like, my oh, my hands are so beat up this year. I've never had my hand. I've done so much gardening this summer. My hands are so beat up. Like, I'm just like, how do people do this without gloves? That being said, I just posted a picture on Instagram because like one of my favorite things that I have in my garden is like, I have this mailbox that I painted that I keep my tools in. And like having my garden gloves down in there makes a huge difference for me. Having my pruners in there. So because if I get down to the garden and I forget, I'm not as likely to go back to the house to get them. Um, right. So having them in that little toolbox, in that mailbox, just makes such a huge difference. But I don't know how you do it without, I mean, it's, yeah, it's nice to touch, but man, my hands are just ripped to shreds this year. They're so, they've gone through more yeah. than ever before. Well, she said, and also since I'm a nurse, I can't have these yucky hand fingernails for a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> it's kind of gross. You see what I'm saying? So, because you wear gloves, obviously, for, for procedures in the office, but I need to keep my hands, you know. So she, Sharon Lovejoy had this one little thing where you take this bar of soap, right? You leave it in the, in the sh wherever you are, in the greenhouse, wherever you're doing, and you, before you go in the garden, you put it like kind of scratch your nails and your fingernails in and make it all soapy, you yeah. know, flaky in your, and then you go out to the garden. That's ingenious. <laughs> so then it's easier. And then you take it when you come back and you take a little old toothbrush or whatever, and you just, you know, wipe it out, wash it out, scratch it out. You know, it's, it's, it's just amazing. It's just that, that little trick is, is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, well, the book's called Trowel and Error Over 700 Organic Remedies, Shortcuts, and Tips for the Gardener. And it's got the cutest little illustrations in it. And just, oh, yeah, so I love cute. the one where it talks about the garden hose because my garden hose is always getting caught on rocks. And just like, I curse my garden hose every night. And what happened? I didn't hear that. I didn't, I didn't read that part yet. It has like, <laughs> it's, just like, it. it's like a a clay pot one's upside down and the other one's on top of it and it's just like they're kind of glued together or something and it just keeps the hose from getting caught on your rocks my problem with my hose that i've been cursing it is that um at, like i get it in the perfect spot and then when i it seems like when i lay down the hose it like twists the thing and then it's not springing in the perfect spot anymore and i'm just like and then i have to like <laughs> Because our Mike has so many cute little beds and so many deep boxes and places, but also, like as far as like watering, I because we have such a water problem, I hate to get like water on the rocks. Like I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm wasting that water, you know. And so I try to get it just perfect in the bed, so the water is only going on the vegetables. And then like as soon as I lay down the back of the hose, somehow it like turns the thing and it'll be like spring on its side or flips upside down. I just like, and then the other one is like, when I go to move it and it gets caught on a rock and I'm just like, Oh, oh wow. I don't know. Right, I, I gotta, I gotta look for that one. one. I have uh, to look for that in that book. I just saw it again. What page is, I don't know what page it's on, but yeah, that was one of my favorite tips in there, but yeah, I, I have that. I remember the soap thing too. Okay. Oh, and you know, I want to tell you about the farm stand I went to. There was this woman there who makes um, brittle. Do you like brittle? You mean like peanut brittle? Yeah. yeah. Hers is made out of cashews. Ooh. And, 
Oh my goodness. Okay. Do you like brittle? Okay, good. <laughs> good to know. Oh my goodness. It was expensive in a way, but, but it's homemade. So, and it's a beautiful glass jar. She has glass jars, nothing plastic, which is nice. So you can reuse the jars and the taste and the flavor of this cashew is a chocolate chip cashew brittle. Oh my goodness. It was so good that today I to go but i'm going next week because i just spent eight dollars on a you know a little six ounce thing of it so next week i'm gonna go and get it though because i i just oh it was so delicious and you all you only need one or two little pieces and it satisfies you you know so that's it was delicious it's called my brittle my brittle.com or something so whatever it was it was good i just wanted to tell you about that too because some people are making some homemade stuff there you know which is really delicious I was going to talk about this place called Milkmaid Bakery that I saw in Missoula, and she had, she had these muffins that had strawberries on them that looked like little hearts, and then she had these other things that were like, I forget what she called them, some kind of blossom, but they were like a, um, it was like a dough filled with jelly that was like an apricot jelly in like a flower shape. Oh my wow. god, it was so good. I like it was so hard for me to bring them because I bought them for Mike and like to bring it home. And then he shared it. With <laughs> it was so sweet. But oh my goodness. I just I think that's like some of the best part of the farmers market are the baked goods and things. And then yeah, the homemade the flowers. Thing. Like I wish I could grow enough flowers to have at our farmers market because our farmers market never has flowers. And I think and I tried this year with my zinnias and marigolds, but to market too. I just don't have the zinnias. Like they're just like they're growing, but I'm getting and what about the sunflowers? What about sunflowers? Oh my I mean yeah, and my sunflowers. Uh, yeah. But they're the, not ready yet. Well, um cool. Um who who's there? There's the woman, I forgot her name. Oh god, she's on we, we follow her on Facebook. What's her name? Lisa Ziegler? Yes. She's been, you know, since she has a, a market of farm um, flowers, she does the sunflowers every two weeks. I know, but mine don't bloom. Like she says, to keep continuing every two weeks to start them. I swear, I start mine April, April 22nd, and they still, like, they're just about to bloom the second week in August. Like, and that's, that's where they're coming on. And it's just, it's just like, I, I just think all my- Oh, did you start them in the house though? Next week. No, I put them directly in the ground. Did you start them in the greenhouse? No, I put them directly in the ground. Okay, so maybe you need to do flats of them. Maybe. The flats of them to make, you know, and then every two weeks do another flat. Oh, that's what I was gonna tell you. So speaking of fall gardening flat, so I planted basil because I was like, I'm going to give, I'm going to plant basil in flats. So I started those so that I could sell those um, this fall or maybe even just give them away. Like, so people would have a basil plant for their windowsill to keep indoors this winter, because I just think there's nothing like having fresh basil. And I had them in my little greenhouse and they were coming up and they were like, you know, just itty bitty little babies and they got too hot and they all like, I went out there one night and they were all gone. Like they just like evaporated from the heat, got so hot. I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm so frustrated trying to get the basils to take off. And then I do have yeah, some. Yeah, the basil. I and I, 
um in this one spot that are like an inch high so i'll see maybe i can like do the opposite like i can transplant them into cups to give to people yes yes definitely but they definitely they were coming up in the flats and then mike's like well you can't have them outside they bake in your greenhouse yeah if you if you say i have I, i you know i tucked away uh basil like everywhere and it does grow because um, like the tomatoes, they kind of shade it. So it doesn't get so hot, you know, and wilt. So I, I put them under the eggplant. I put them, like I put them everywhere and they are growing, you know, they I mean, the, the leaves get about, about an inch and a half, two inches long. I'm, I'm so, I can't believe it. I really can't believe it that I'm growing food that I, I can eat. <laughs> I can't believe it. I gave tomatoes away to my neighbors and they are like, oh, they were so delicious. And in, in, in return, they bring me their compost, their coffee grounds and their bananas. Nice. <laughs> Just a nice trade-off. <laughs> so that's really a nice trade-off. To get the basil. I grew, I bought so many basil seeds to plant basil. like, And so Mike could plant the pollinator border. And I don't know what happened. I am just struggling to get them to Germany. And like his pollinator okay, well, that too. like seven basil plants. Like I thought there were gonna be thousands of basils. I was like, all right, you're gonna plant like this two foot section in between the marigolds and the zinnia. Like it just did nothing came out like I thought it was gonna like what I pictured in my head and what grew this year. He did bring down like he's like, all right, I have the scissors in the water for you to go cut the zinnias yesterday. And I never made it down there to go cut them, but like I'm gonna oh, have like yeah. hundreds of zinnias, and I do. Wow, I have like six. <laughs> okay, <laughs> marigolds are good. My marigolds are really good, but they the stems aren't long enough to really make big bouquets. I could be making right, right. but that's something you could do as a as a plant too and sell. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I can't believe the gorgeous the Queen Sophia marigolds. Oh my goodness, they were gorgeous colors, you know, oranges. I just love them. And See, um, like, if you could grow that, I mean, that's another. Which marigolds, like I have these giant monster marigolds and then I have these other like tiny little yellow ones. And I've been like, wondering, I'm like, which ones are the giant ones? I hope it's the giant ones are the ones that I bought like thousands of, like I bought enough marigolds to probably last me the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, and just gosh. like so many of them and i hope those are the giant ones but their stems still aren't quite long enough they're better than other years but some of my some of my marigold plants i have to say like i swear it probably has 50 blooms on it they are just monster marigolds but see and people like them they smell delicious i mean I to so. me they're just beautiful they smell good you walk if you brush your hand you can smell like a tomato you could brush your hand across the leaves and it just that throws off a scent that is just to me, unbelievable like to me that's garden therapy i love yeah stuff like that smells like i have these two rosemary plants that i put in pots so i can bring them in this winter and when i go down at night to water and i'm sitting i have them right next to my chair where i sit and i just lift them and i just inhale that and it just calms me it's like that's nice herbs on you it's so total bliss oh yeah i agree i totally agree i want to get into more herbs that's the one thing next year i will do is more herbs 
for sure. I have some dill growing out there, which was okay. It's nothing great. I got it, you know. Um, oh, my dill is doing really good. And the thing I did this year that was really smart was like, before it went to seed, I picked all the weed leaves, off, you know, the dill weed and put it in the fridge. And so I've been putting that like little sprinkles of my potato salad. And just like, I've like this bag of dill weed that I've oh, that's been, smart. Like, adding to food to flavor things or to my salads and just, it kind of, I love the thing I love about fresh herbs is like everything will be different, like on a different day, like just a little bit here. You can just have like a little more dill flavor one day or a little more sage flavor another day or a little more rosemary on a different day. Like just cutting different bits and having or different little bit of basil here. I put like basil leaves on everything, like on salads, on sandwiches, on pizza, on omelets. Like I put delicious. On everything, fresh basil. That's delicious. And there was some... Um... I, cilantro is extremely challenging for me because it gets very hot quick. It starts to bulk, go to seed. But there was a guest that you had on um, who was a chef. And his website that I, I can't think of his name, um, he was saying about... Forager? Yes, that's it. The forager. Yes. And he does something with um, cilantro, um, the, when uh, the coriander, when they're green. He's saying to put them in the recipes. So who would have thought that? For me, I'm not, see, I'm not a cook, you know, and my husband is being exposed to it more now with the, with all these different um, varieties of things and ideas, like with the clove, I guess. I don't know where he found that, but he put it in and it, you know, it worked. Um, but the green, making something out of the green um, coriander just before they turn brown and get hard, you know? the cilantro, which was, I find interesting that it still makes everything taste and it's a different flavor. And a lot of people don't like cilantro, but maybe they like the little green bud, you know, before it becomes a flower and stuff like that, you know? Oh, I love that idea. Somebody told me they're like, your problem with cilantro is you're trying to get it to grow for too long. He's like, it grows, it comes up, you pick it and you start a new one or, or keep grow them in succession. He's like, it doesn't last. He's like, you're trying to get it to last like your basil plant. He's like, yes, exactly. You one batch of cilantro and then you need another one. You need to do this. So that yes, kind of made me feel better about it because I'm really frustrated with my cilantro too. And then yeah. I can't wait because Mike did plant like, I don't know how many sunflowers. I bought these edible sunflowers from Eden Brothers down there in his mini farm. And he did plant a bunch. And, and Alan Burgo, like one of the recipes is for cooking the sunflower head before it blooms and mics are just <gasps> about to that point so i'm excited to try that wow oh oh that's something i'd love to hear about too definitely mm, definitely well, well, well it sounds like between the two of us we've got lots of great things going we do and i hope every i hope somebody comes on and like wants to share their knowledge too and their wisdom oh these backyard gardeners oh we need them so bad yeah because <laughs> especially them. listeners i only have three episodes in the bank i need some people to do interviews with me so i can um get some things posted yeah he actually he calls them sunflower artichokes i have his book right because oh. i've been wanting to finish it wow so small sunflower chokes um wow and the and it's like you make it out of the sunflower head it's on page 133 of his book i just i've been dying to try that and mike has so many down there there's like the cutest little sunflowers they're only like two feet tall 
but they're all just about to bloom and I am going to be in sunflower. I am going to have a bunch, excuse me, of those this year, but you know what? I was just looking, my bird seed ones are just about to bloom too. And what I like about the bird seed sunflowers is like, they'll, they have like three or four blooms on each stem as compared to like, these. Oh wow! Blooms, you know, I'm pretty sure there's only like one on each stem. So I'm excited mm. about, that's one thing I like about the sunflower ones. I did not have good success with my sunflower seed this year, but I didn't try. I was, what I made a mistake was I didn't plant my sunflower seeds that I grew from last year. I should have mm. done that. I planted like, okay. I just grabbed a handful of bird seed. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know that trick yet. I, I didn't do any of that yet. Um, but I just, whatever sunflowers I did grow, I was a couple of successes. Um, so, and it's okay. Cause I'm not really a flower person. I'm trying, you know, um, because you need the flowers to pollinate, uh, bring the beneficial insects into your garden, which I, I never knew about before listening to you and, and reading up on things, you know, so I, know, I learned I a lot <laughs> to plant that big pollinator border. And I'm so disappointed because it just doesn't like what I had, the vision I had in my head and what grew just is to like two completely different things. But part of me also thinks like, maybe I'm just being impatient. Like maybe it just takes longer in Montana. Like now you've got me thinking, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. I got to get to town. Thank you so much yes. for sharing with us today and, and spreading your knowledge. I know you've inspired people and you're giving people lots of good ideas and you're sharing, like, I think your lessons are so important. So. Oh my goodness, Jackie. I'm so happy. I met you. Oh, my, my green dreams. organic oasis. And Mike is awesome too. He likes what I post. So he'll have a comment. <laughs> I love him too. <laughs> is Robbie on Facebook? Like no. I didn't even get to meet no. him when I was in New Jersey. No. No, no. <laughs> My husband is not on social media at all. <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, tell Robbie we like to hear about what he's cooking. Yes, I, I will. I will. Thank I you will for definitely. keeping you healthy and all that you do. Yes. The nurse and definitely. for everybody yeah. and, and sharing your Thank knowledge. you. All right. Good luck to you. Okay. I'll talk right. to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Get your copy of the Organic Oasis Guidebook available today from Amazon. It's got 12 lessons designed to help you create your own organic oasis. Um, it starts with healthy soil. It talks about building an earth-friendly landscape. It helps you understand the difference between annuals and perennials and how to bring in beneficial insects. It talks about fruit trees and just um, all the lessons that I've learned on my podcast mixed with what Mike and I have done here, okay, what Mike has done here at Mike's Green Garden and just, um, I hope that it will help you on your garden journey uh, to create, like I said, your own organic oasis um, where you can have healthy food and enjoy, um, you know, a very special place. And most of all, it's good for Mother Earth. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening and remember, grow local.